strange stories of peculiar people and extraordinary events throughout history. This is Notorious Narratives. Welcome to Notorious Narratives. I'm Jen. And I'm Robin. Tonight we're going to talk about the Blood Countess Elizabeth Bathory. Um, And Robin's going to pop that bottle of wine open. And it is a little weak, but it's all right. Um, This is a Predator Cabernet. You know, because of Elizabeth Bathory. All right. Elizabeth Bathory was a 16th century Hungarian countess who was accused of killing as many as 650 women and is the Guinness Book of World Records most prolific female murderer. Though much of what we know about her is based on fake uh, folklore from the era. She was born in 1560, a member of one of the most powerful families in Eastern Europe. Her nephew was the Prince of Transylvania and her uncle was one time at one time the King of Poland. She led a charmed life and was considered to be a very powerful woman. In in her one little village, right? No, no. no? In a few villages. Oh, I was going to say, I'm like, that's a lot of ladies. She took her torture and traveled. Oh, my goodness. For most of Elizabeth's life, the country was at war to maintain its borders from the Turks in the east and Austria to the west. The social, social hierarchy of the time was completely fixed. There were aristocrats, skilled laborers, farmers, and peasants. That's that. There was no movement. Just them and her, right? So this is the lifestyle that she grew up in, that time and that culture, um, in which like cruel behavior, especially to those who are considered to be of a lower class than you, was considered to be totally normal. And the stricter you were to your servants meant that they were supposed to respect you more. So um, so I'm going to beat the shit out of you, but you're going to love me? Yeah. Like, (laughs) I'll never do anything wrong because she's a very tough mistress. You know, like, I work in her house, but like, I know better than to ever steal. Like, there's a story about her, like, trying to cut someone's hand off who stole a pear. Like, tough, tough business. She was engaged at the age of 11, married at 15 to Frederick Nassati, who uh, also came from nobility, but not as as high of a ranking as Elizabeth. So she kept her last name. So why... Which I think is pretty baller. Nothing else about her is good. (laughs) But, um... So she was engaged at 11 and married at 15. So why the long engagement? Is it because she was 11? So Cause God forbid. she was 15 and he was 19 when they got married. So I think that they actually did wait for her to actually hit puberty so she could actually have children. So Freder- uh, Frederick Nassati was known as a savage and uncompromising warrior, and he garnered major respect, which Elizabeth also enjoyed. She felt that like being married to him and him being a savage and known as being brutal in war that made her feel more, even more important. This was a happy marriage, a union of two large estates that came together, and they controlled vast wealth and an Im- immense property holdings. This must made, be great for 15. <laughs> yeah. I know. <laughs> it's like, I'm 15 years old, and I run the world. Thank you. I mean, pretty much. Yeah. She was, you know, very high in the aristocracy. This gave them control over many of the surrounding vid- villages. Culturally, at the time, uh, Hungarians felt that cruelty to the enemy... And those um, below them was a behavior that was to be revered, and it meant it was a quality of a good leader. Elizabeth's husband, a warrior at the time of multiple conflicts, was away for long periods of time. Though when he was home, he took to teaching his wife inventive ways to punish the peasants. Hmm, He taught her a particularly specific and terrible torture known as star kicking. Um, Star, S-T-A-R, star? star. Where you would take small pieces of paper, soak them in oil, and place them between the peasant girl's toes, light them on fire, and then they would kick while they saw stars from the pain. Oh my god. And you imagine she was probably being taught this at 17? 
Yeah. 18 16 to 18. It should be said that these servants were mostly Slovaks and were considered to be of a lesser um, value than the Hungarians that ruled over them at the time. So Elizabeth was a Hungarian. Almost every one of the women that we talk about that she tortures and murders were Slovakian. In the crimes of which she was accused, she was said to have four accomplices. Doratina, Elonia, Katerina, and Fico. Doratina? It looks like Dorothy, but there's a Y. And no H. Dorothea? Sure. They were responsible for the recruitment of young women from their surrounding villages. They they offered well-paid work. Even though that there were consistent rumors that women were going missing uh, from the castles, people still went there to work. Hi, everybody. I'm Katie Segal. And I'm Kurt Sutter. And welcome to our new podcast called Pie, People, Influences, and Experiences. Yes, it's sort of the uh, get to know you at a deeper level, the who, what, when, where, and why you are, rather than what it is you do. Absolutely. We're not going to talk too much about what people do. We just want to know about their families, where they come from, you know, what shapes their parenting if they have kids, what shapes their marriages if they're married. We just want to be really nosy. We want to get in there. A deep dive into nature and nurture. And we started it because there are a lot of people that we don't know that we are curious about. Right. And I have no friends, so for me, it's, you know. Try like, to get them out of the house. Listen to it on whatever you listen to <laughs> podcasts on. Yeah, podcast, your, homecasts. Your, 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 your podcasting apparatus. Watch it on the YouTube. He's aging himself. When these young women were brought to the castle for Elizabeth to choose from, they were stripped, showered, and placed naked in front of her because she preferred to find more buxom and larger girls because they would stand up to her torture longer. Oh, I'm screwed. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Me and you? (laughs) Fucked. She totally would have picked us, and we totally would have been tortured for a really long time. In the household, all offenses were punished harshly. It is said that she once heated a coin to a white hot heat over a candle and pressed it into the hand of one of the uh, peasant girls who was accused of stealing. Though most of her atrocities seem to be isolated to her Catholic Kichite. Kikite? Kikite. Um, it is also said that her cruelty traveled with her to Vienna while she visited the court of King Matthias. Across the street from the house that she had in Vienna mm-hmm. was a monastery. Oh. And the monks reported that they heard screaming torture oh, no. and violence happening inside oh and, they and would, these are monks They're like no they would throw pails at the windows trying to get her to stop but as she was a member of the aristocracy there was absolutely nothing to be done they would they were throwing pails and other like, things at the windows just, to try so, to get them so to it's stop. like so it's like your downstairs neighbor banging their ceiling with the broomstick with the broomstick to get you, like kind of shut up to get you to stop beating the servants there were also missing um, servants from her castle lock-in house, which was uh, on the Austrian border. Excessive cruelty was considered a cultural norm, but for her, it was like a compulsion. Even though she was a mother herself, she felt no empathy, though it seemed that she was a loving mother to her children. Perhaps she viewed the Slovak peasants as like less than her. And so there's no stories of her ever hurting her children. She never hurt her children, and she loved her husband very much. But it was the others. But it was almost like she seemed like these Slovak-like servants that she had and peasants from the villages, that she considered them so much less than her that she had absolutely no problem torturing them, killing them, even though they were also people's children. Yeah. 
being a mother didn't soften her in the slightest. But it's also because, like, maybe she did, like, deep down, maybe she really did want to do something to her husband and children. But because she thought, well, I can't do that. So let me take all of that aggression out on these people instead. And so much of what I read, it was almost like it was she grew up watching it. It was who she was. So it was she part of so the culture. So she watched the slaves what she or did. the peasants and all of them get. So she just followed in everyone else's example. And so she wanted to be seen as a tough uh, woman. Yeah. Because she was alone a lot and she wanted to be respected. I mean, engaged at 11. You know, so she was always just, in this life. Yeah. This Hungarian aristocracy that looked at the Slovaks as lesser than them and to punish them harshly and to be tough on them was considered to be normal and something to be respected. So she's left alone a lot and she's running these huge estates alone while her husband's away for 10, 12 months at a time at these different wars. So she wanted to be seen as tough. She didn't want to be taken advantage of. So in the beginning, it seems like that was a lot of her harsh treatment was sort of based as like a cultural yeah but she already had the title you know uh, like she was ha- born the with the title yeah, title speaks words just in general but it doesn't because she's still a woman mm. you know so in 1604 her husband died this is the moment they say it all changed because many people wanted to strip her of her riches and her property all of these like male family members even her daughters were trying to come after her she property had- and her fortune and she was actually left with only a single castle and a single like oh, area of land after after this sorry, one castle uh, so her vast estates were threatened her reaction was bloody she began a reign of cruel discipline that would escalate to mass murder it is estimated that she killed nearly 650 women this information comes from a peasant girl who testified at her trial and said that she found a logbook that belonged to Elizabeth that listed the names of all the women that she had killed over the years. She kept records of all of that? Uh, that's the story. No one ever saw the logbook, and no one else ever mentioned it. It was just a story that came from this one girl who worked inside yeah, the castle. Yeah, no, that's... It's, it's like least, Dexter, when he keeps like a, a, like a little sliver of everyone's blood. Yeah, but at it's least like 80 of them... documentation. At least 80 of them are absolutely corroborated. So mm. minimum, she killed 80. Somewhere oh. between 80 and 650. So 80 is nothing to scoff at. All right. Wow. Um, she was also obsessed with her own looks. As she aged, her cruelty increased. She was obsessed with her fading youth. Evidence given at her trial said that many times she cannibalized the servants. who would rear up like an angry dog as they were being tortured and beaten. The more that they fought, she would come from the ground and jump onto them and rip the like flesh from their faces, the flesh with from their, own their breast, teeth. With their own teeth, yeah, and their shoulders. By ingesting them, she was attempting to take in their youth and beauty. I also like. I think I read once that um, she also made them eat their own flesh. Yes. Right? Is yeah. that like you know? I heard they said that from the butt in the documentary, but I didn't get a lot of how that'll happen yeah uh it normally came from the buttocks region but they normally she would make them cut off a piece of their butt fry it up and eat it special place in hell i would have found a way to kill her i would have found a way (laughs) even if i die trying i would find a way to fucking rip her heart out cannibalized tortured (laughs) beaten and sexually assaulted at kachite she kept bodies everywhere throughout the castle at a certain point there were even bodies underneath her bed she would bully the local cur- clergy into saying that they died from disease and giving them a proper burial. I think that she also treated them like they were still alive. Like she like, kind of fed them, right? Yeah. Like she brought dinner to them every yeah. night under their bed. I don't want anything on my bed. No. 
I know. There are dust bunnies under my bed. No. That's it, though. Like, Maybe so, a sock. Probably a rope like sock. When I, when I used to have one, it was like um, crazy. The Roomba's um, vacuum cleaners, the robot vacuum cleaners. Yeah. It always got stuff under my bed in a really weird spot. I never got it. I'm like, that's where it lives now. That's just where it lives. Uh, Tessa was at her trial, claimed that she had a fixation with blood and that she would change her blouse frequently during torture as it would become saturated with the blood. So it was claimed that she would bathe in the blood of the tortured women, that it would get collected and put into a tub and that she would actually take baths in it. And that would be, you know, somehow restorative to her like youth and beauty. And so this placed her kind of at the center of like the vampire mythos. Yeah. But this is a story that didn't come around until like the 1800s. It's probably not true at all. This is actually not considered to be like a fact. So so, like something I read up on was she got this whole idea because something happened. I think that I think one of her ladies was doing something, whether it was doing a makeup or something or something beautiful like doing a hair cutting hair something happened oh yes she was brushing her hair so the girl was brushing her hair and she hit a knot and she tugged too hard and the woman kind of like elizabeth kind of went over and slapped her right across the face and she had a ring on her finger and while slapping her across the face she got some of the blood on her hand and so later that night, she realized, oh, while she was washing her hands, she noticed that the spot underneath the blood mark looked a lot more youthful than the rest of her skin. So that's how it became like, oh, maybe if I continue to do this and bathe in everyone's blood, then I will then become youthful. Where did you get that? <laughs> was that in a movie? No, no. Where's my Robin, phone? I swear it was in a movie. No, no, no. It was, it was one of the things that I read. Because like everywhere I read it said the bathing in the blood was absolutely not it was fact it was she, the, but, the girl was brushing her hair and she had a knot and she smacked her in the blood and she and that's so when weird. and then that's after that she's like i'm gonna bathe in the blood of the virgins and which is funny because there's actually a thing now where it's called the blood facial and all of these like crazy elaborate spas and and all these like like beauty places and like la it does a lot in la everything happens in la you know it's in la but or park avenue yeah so <laughs> So it's, same diff. it's like, it's called the blood facial, also known as the vampire facial. And what it does is that it actually takes your own blood. So they remove a, like a little small vial of your blood. They mix it with all these type of like enzymes or whatever it is. And then they go ahead and they rub it on your face to rejuvenate all the extra blood cells in your face. Did this happen because of the Baroness? The, was it the, the blood The blood countess. countess. Is this why? So, I mean, I think that people will always be obsessed with youth and beauty. Absolutely. And they'll do anything absolutely. they so, can. So, like, oh, let me take my own blood. I mean, even in, like, talking about this, I heard about something called the Blood Boys, Ooh. which is a thing amongst um, eccentric, you know, very wealthy men, especially in Silicon Valley. Um, there's one man named Peter Thiel, and he stated that he wanted to live forever, and by doing that, he would uh, get transfusions from young men. Because he felt that the young blood would keep him alive forever. And in that respect, actually, MIT, there was a group of people that just came out of MIT that had a startup called Ambrosia, which Ambrosia means the nectar of the gods. Mm -hmm. And that is actually a place that you get blood transfusions from people younger than you. You get 1.5 liters of blood from someone younger than you over the course of two days for the little, little price of $8,000. Oh, just $8,000. Nice. Just eight grand, which actually okay. doesn't seem like all that much, but it probably does nothing for you. And I wonder if this blood is type and cross-matched. As a nurse, I, I was this just bothers me immensely. I was like, I was like is, it, is it my blood? Is it my blood type? It, Am yeah. I just getting a random It bothers thing? me immensely. 
I'm trying to find that article where... Please do. Um, because, like, everything I read about her with the bathing and the blood seemed to be something that was written by, like, a Jesuit priest in the 18th century. Um, because the truth of what she actually did was that a lot of times she put these women into cages and they were strung up in the air. And she would use a lance to pierce their skin and the blood would rain down upon her. Um, it's like Carrie. Which is, I think, kind of worse in my mind than, I don't know. I'm not really sure. Nothing's worse. Nothing's better. It's all fucking terrible. Oh, it's all fucking awful. In 1610, things went sideways for Elizabeth when she made the most wretched mistake of choosing the daughter of a local Protestant minister um, to bring to her house to work for her. She escaped from the uh, castle and told the story of what was going on inside. This was not a Slovakian girl. This was a Hungarian. So it's a huge mistake because no longer could it be put aside that it was just these Slovakian peasants. This was a woman who was Hungarian um, and something must be done. Count Thurzal, her accuser, her nemesis and her cousin um, began acting out in complete act, uh, in complete outrage and accused her of the, you know, all the things that she was doing. He, but at the end of the day, what he really wanted was her money and her land. On December 29th, 1610, he led a group of soldiers into the Kachisi, castle. I'm never going to say that word, right? Um, where he found two dead girls upon his arrival. Other accounts have him finding her in the act of beating a servant to death. He convened a court that put her servants uh, on trial immediately within four days of their arrest. They were convicted and as punishment, their fingers were ripped off because they used their hands in the act of the torture. And then when they were still alive after their fingers were ripped off, they were thrown into a fire. Fritza, the man, of course, escaped having his fingers ripped off and he was just decapitated um oh just just <laughs> just decapitated <laughs> kata uh katarina uh escaped the death sentence and there is nothing really after that to talk about her elizabeth who they kept on house arrest um on the order of count thurzal uh her sentence was that she was bricked up inside of her own castle in one room the room was completely bricked over, and there were only small slits with which to transfer items, such as her chamber pot and her food. Um, her estate was then split amongst... Her children? No. No? No, just amongst various Hungarian royalty. Oh, no. Yep. She died in uh, late August of that of the next year, which was 1611. Or, no, I'm sorry, three years later. So, 1614. She died... Um, and the night before, she was said to have told her jailers that she did not feel well and that she thought her hands were cold. And they told her, mistress, just go back to bed. And then they found her the next morning dead. I read that she used to stick, like, what was it, like, needles and everything underneath people's fingernails. The torture was and completely out of control. Anything and you read anyone about who torture, tried to remove them lost that finger. She would cut it off. Sounds right. I'm like, oh, so I found found the article. I don't know what kind of a website this is, though. It's like, is it trustworthy? It's called it. Right. So the, the article is called A Legend of Elizabeth Bathory, the Blood Countess. And it's on the medical bag and has a Probably whole bunch of different things. Doesn't sound too but credible. It, I mean, it has like the same information as everything else, though. But it had this like extra little tidbit. And it said, oh, it says that um, as a child, she witnessed the brutal punishment handed out by her family's officers of their estate 
One person describes a gypsy was accused of theft who was sewn up in the belly of a dying horse. And then she was left to die. I absolutely believe that. That was a lot of talk of like the things that she had witnessed. And it's like, when you talk about a serial killer now and you talk about how like a serial killer is born that they're made, that she was essentially made. Like yeah, she watched absolutely. nothing but war. And we're not talking about war that takes place like on computers now. No, we're talking about war as in like people getting cut to pieces, burned alive, yeah, right, right. on your, on your own, you know, front decapitated yard, in your front yard. And then that's what everyone in your family is talking about. And that's what's going on. That's the current events. Her entire life, there was a war going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, her husband, that he was a warrior. All he talked about was war. She's a sick, sick woman. Um, and it's like, I mean, there are numerous movies and books based on mm. her. Essentially, a, a significant portion of the story of Bram Stoker's Dracula is based on her. You know, there's the, you know, the Countess Dracula. There's a lot. There are actual movies called Bathory. There's even a Swedish metal band called Bathory. She's well known throughout history. She's a sick, sad woman. It's so funny if like if she was like the full creative muse, so to speak, for Bram's like Stone's Dracula. You always thought that it was that other guy. Vlad the Impaler. Yeah. Right. He's actually a little after her, I believe. Yeah, which is fun. So, this, like, so she's, in yeah. my mind, the original Dracula. But from what I read, it wasn't all the things that she was doing weren't necessarily considered to be that far off. Like, when she started the murder, that was pretty far off. But the, the lines of torture that she did, like you talked about the needles mm-hmm. and the coins... And that she was also made par like, for the course. Yeah, she also made a lot of her servants do a lot of the torturing as well. So I think I read this one that um, I think I was on the same article. Yeah, it was her four. Those four people that were her accomplices were also her servants. Yeah, but like they would use one of those um, like fireplace pokers and heat it up and stick it on one of the girls' vaginas. Yeah, and that Why? being said, also Why? she was also known to be bisexual. She enjoyed the pleasures of men and women uh, extramaritally. So not only that, but these women were also, you know, they were also sexually assaulted. Yeah. And, you know, with fireplace pokers amongst many, many, I'm many sure that Mr. The, you know, the gentleman who helped her, I will not call him a gentleman, the guy that helped her. I'm sure he, you know, enjoyed his fair share of these women. You know, this seems to be a theme. History kind of sucks for women. But then in this case, this woman in history kind of sucks. It's true. (laughs) She's pretty terrible. She is. She is. Yeah. I mean, it just, it's anyone, anyone who goes against her, you know, like chop off your tongue, chop off your nose. You don't even have to go against her. You just just have to like exist because eventually every person. You just have to brush your hair wrong. Right. Eventually. Your hair is natty. Fucking wash it. Any person. (laughs) under scrutiny will do something wrong and if you're being watched that closely eventually you're going to do something wrong and she's going to torture you she's going to hurt you yeah and eventually i think she and eventually she's just going to start to kill you and she ran out of them so then like what was it she started going after her the nobles and i think that's when everything's like whoa when she went when she went after the hungarian girl yeah it was over what's really sad though i think is that there were a lot of survivors to, like to tell the story and people left the castle and they told the stories of what happened I'm inside like, oh. and nobody cared but your poor because they were like, slovakian not hungarian the country was being run by the hungarians at the time 
they were not considered of value yeah. and no one believed their stories. And then everyone's just started to hide their daughters and wives now at that point. All of a sudden she's like, oh, I ran out of women. So let me go to the next village. Oh, I ran out of women. Really? They're underneath floorboards or whatever in the house because they don't want you anywhere near them. Yeah, they ran out of space near the castle. So they had to start traveling further and further away to bury the bodies. Elizabeth Bathory, just another notorious narrative. Have a show idea? Send it on over to us along with any questions, comments, or corrections to NotoriousNarratives at gmail.com. You can follow us on our Instagram at NotoriousNarratives and Twitter at NotoriousTales. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Every review helps other listeners to find us. Thanks so much.